Hello everyone, this is Jeffrey. In the last episode, we went over what exactly future problem solving, or FPS, is, and I highly encourage you to go and check it out and learn more about the program that has given me so much. So in this episode, we will go over my favorite component of FPS, which is called scenario writing, and it's the only competition I've competed in in all my six years involved in FPS. But first, I'm absolutely delighted to introduce you to Mrs. Reynolds. Mrs. Reynolds, can you please briefly introduce yourself? Yes, thank you so much for inviting me because I too love scenario uh, writing. Um, my background is that I'm retired from the corporate world. I was a manager with Pacific Bell for 30 years and then I taught middle school language arts and social studies um, until a grandson was born and then I became a grandma nanny. Um, it was during my time as a teacher, a middle school teacher, that I began uh, to be involved with future problem solving, and I have remained involved. I'm currently a coach um, and an evaluator for both the California affiliate as well as the international, and I evaluate both our global issues problem solving, which you, I believe, heard about, uh, as well as scenario writing, as well as scenario performance. What exactly is scenario writing? Um, in its briefest description, scenario writing is really short, stor short story writing. Um, it's a particular genre of short story writing. Um, it's, it is the creative writing component of the FPS program, and it's the component that allows students to hypothesize a chain of events based on one of the topics that we're studying in the year uh, in order to create a short story that not only entertains the reader, but also delivers a message about how to obtain a preferable future. So how does scenario writing work, and what's the process involved in writing one? Okay, well, first of all, let's kind of talk about the parameters just a bit. It's a year-long competitive program. Um, it's open to uh, students in grades 4 through 12, and you compete in groupings. You probably talked about this in in the previous episode. podcast, yeah. uh, previous episode. Um, but we have a junior division, a middle division, and a senior division. Right. And um, so what happens is students start at the beginning of the year doing their work on it and work on essentially the same story for the for the entire year um, needless to say it's not a product that you produce quickly it's one that we expect will have a lot of editing and revisions and maybe sometimes even total changes mm -hmm. it is a short short story so the maximum is 1500 words and it's confined to one of the five topics that we're studying for the year. Does that kind of give you a, a picture of what's involved? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think that's really good. Yeah, in the previous episode, Mrs. Macharnik explained the six the FPS six-step process, which is generating challenges, narrowing it down to one underlying problem, creating solutions, 
brainstorming criteria for those solutions, and last but not least, coming up with an action plan. So how do you fit the six-step process into a story? Well, it's interesting that you say that because for me, the six-step process is something that, whether they know it or not, every story writer uses. Because if you think about it, what's one of the most important rules? Write what you know. Don't try to write a story about something that you have no knowledge of, no experience with. So, of course, you begin with researching on your topic. Um, and in order to really understand the topic, you really have to identify through brainstorming challenges associated with that topic. What are some of the things that could possibly happen? What are some of the things that could possibly create problems? Um, and that's what you do in a story as well. And I consider all of that, those first two steps, well, the first step actually, um, which is brainstorming challenges to be a major part of the pre-writing process. And then when you get to step two, which is identifying an underlying problem that you're going to work on, to me that's really about what the writer does when they narrow down all those possibilities to decide what they're going to focus on in those really very few words they have to use in order to tell their story. And so that's step two. Now step three is brainstorming solutions. And solutions are all of the different ways that you might deal with that main problem that you decided to try to address. And there are many different avenues you could take. And again, for me, that's all about developing your plot and coming up with that logical chain of events that will be telling your story. And that's probably where you really begin to do the writing, where you're, you're really doing that first draft that you're going to hand in. Um, probably the next two steps, four and five, which have to do with criteria, are a little less obvious, but I think they're still just as intuitive for the writer because now you're talking about the, the standards that you're going to use as you work on developing your plot. What's going to be logical? What would this character reasonably do? What kind of, um, how likable is this character? Which one of my characters is going to be the most likable? Uh, and that's all about establishing criteria. What's going to create the most tension in the story, be the best avenue to build toward the climax? And speaking of the climax, that then takes us to step six, which is your development of your action plan. Because that's where the main character is really going to deal with the conflict that you've uh, established in the story and come to some sort of resolution. 
And that's how I see the six-step process being incorporated. Now, I do want to point out that for students to participate in scenario writing, they do not have to have already been in the program and be familiar with that six-step process. Um, I think it's very helpful if they are, but it's not mandatory. And a part of that is because, again, I think it's very intuitive for any writer to go through those steps in developing their story. I definitely agree. So now after you've written your story, what elements or scoring criteria are considered in a scenario writing? So in other words, how is the story judged? Okay. Well, first of all, you need to re understand that those who are reading the story and actually evaluating it for the competition um, have all been certified for by the international organization, and we've we hope <laughs> that we are all reasonably aligned. Mm -hmm. That said. Um, Everybody has a personal opinion about a story. They have personal likes and dislikes. I personally am one of those readers that loves the characters. I want to be totally caught up in the character development in the story. Um, plot's important to me too, certainly, but I'm far more interested in the characters and how they change and develop and grow throughout the story. Um, we do have, we being the evaluators, right. uh, do all have a rubric that we use that has been really carefully developed and thoroughly tested <laughs> over uh, many years. The rubric is broken down into categories that we look at, and then each category has a point range. So. The first category is creative thinking, and the point range on that is a one through 10 points. And really what we're looking for in there is the approach to storytelling that the, the writer has had. Do they have unique elements in, uh, in their storytelling style, in their details, in their characterization? Um, the second, element that we look at is futuristic thinking. And a lot of that uh, is kind of about the setting and the background. Many times writers will just use a whole big bunch of um, gee whiz technology that they've kind of made up that seems like it might be appropriate for the time to make it clearly set in the future. I should have mentioned that all of the stories need to be set at least 20 years in the future. Mm. Um, the kid with those gee whiz terms, that was me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, but in addition, it's really important that students, that writers demonstrate that they understand what the trends are and that they're able to project from what's happening today on a topic to what, where logically that might lead. Um, we, we had the topic of uh, fraud just, I think this last year, uh, to, the moon, to the moon and beyond, or it was something like that. Anyway, it was space travel. 
um, and there was a lot of the a lot of research going on that was very appropriate to use. So it, while it might have been very appropriate to set a story in the future on Mars, it probably wouldn't be too realistic to have us um, beaming everyone into the next galaxy. So it's that kind of, of element that we're looking for in futuristic thinking. Uh, the next one is idea development, which really translates into plot. This is, you know, do you have a beginning, a clear beginning, middle, end? Is there a logical progression in those events that we were talking about? Is there a build-up to a climax? Is there a satisfactory resolution? And and is everything logical <laughs> and realistic, because that's important too. Um, and that scale is 1 to 15, so that's given a lot of weight. The next one is style and voice, which is really language, that we're talking about uh, using figurative language, um, using techniques such as personification, uh, and establishing a consistent voice that is appropriate for the subject, um, appropriate for your story. And then comes the next one, which is character development. And that one, alas, is only scored one to five. And as I've already said, I love character development. It's very important for me. But this is, do you have a clearly defined main character? Very hard to have more in a short, short story, more than one well-developed character. Uh, but do you have one well-developed character? Um, it can also be about point of view. Um, it, do you have a consistent point of view? We want to make sure that whatever the character does, it's logical and realistic. Um, then we've got mechanics, which is just exactly what you would think. It's all that spelling, grammar stuff, and that's scored one to five. And then research, evidence of knowledge of the topic, as I already said, the trends suggested uh, by the research on that topic. And that's also scored one to five. Right. So last but not least, in your time of reading and judging scenario writing stories, um, as an evaluator, what are some of the best stories that you've read or most memorable? Well, <laughs> as you might guess, because I've already been emphasizing character development uh, as being my thing, that really most of the stories that I remember the best um, are, are the ones that had the strongest uh, characters, the strongest character development. And I'm, I'm not going to evaluate by saying they're, they were, quote, the best stories, but they're the ones that I loved the most. And as it turned out, some of them were actually winning stories, too. <laughs> as a matter of fact, your story, The Dragon, this year, um, was just exceptional as far as I was concerned. I loved your main character. 
I thought you did an excellent job in uh, creating a very believable young boy who was totally focused on trying to escape his environment Mm -hmm. and didn't give a whole lot of thought to the possible consequences of that. Um, And I thought the mother was so effective. And of course, she was the one that I identified with the most, even though she was a supporting character. And I really think one of the strengths in the story was the fact that while she had um, much less space in the story, um, she still had a very important role, and you did an excellent job in in developing her and uh, making her totally believable. Thank you. Um, I read another story. Uh, where characters also made a big difference. Now, this story didn't make it to the finals, at, uh, and it also was a senior writer. Uh, but I loved it, and I uh, scored it really high. It's called Loretta's Final Shift at the Head and Tail, and it, too, used the subject of drones. In that whole uh, step one, looking at challenges, it went in a different direction than you did. Um, but again, I thought the characterization of Loretta, the main character, who's a waitress at a restaurant and doesn't believe that her job is in jeopardy at all from drones, um, comes in contact with people in the town, in the small town, who have lost their jobs because drones have taken over so many of the functions in the town, including delivery. And um, again, it's a very memorable story. I really like that. And probably the other one uh, where the characters were so important uh, was the story that you wrote a couple of years ago Uh, called The Iron Wall, Mm. and that was about the husband and wife who were faced with a, uh, well, the husband in particular, a real dilemma regarding the use of uh, genetic manipulation uh, to save their pregnancy. And um, I just, I think the thing I liked most about that story was the way that your main character, the senator, developed in um, in terms of his attitude and beliefs. And again, I thought it was very realistic, and um, I really loved it. Thank you. That's all the questions I have today. Thank you so much for your time, Mrs. Reynolds. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to reading future stories that you're going to write. Thank you so much.